Listener Production. They're cleaning spills and splitting bills. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Well, the results are in. Matt O'Kine. Snag Gates has gripped the nation for the last 24 to 36 hours. We put the poll up on our Instagram stories. Thank you very much for perusing. Thank you for voting. Is Matt the worst for trying to force a charity to replace his dropped sausage? When you word it like that, sure. (laughs) But, I mean, come on. Is there a time limit on uh, purchasing a food? It hits the ground. You should get a replacement for free. The results are in. 31% of people think that Matt shouldn't have to pay for a new one. He should get it for free. And a very nice 69% think Matt should pay for his replacement. So there you go, Matt. Sorry. Man, these messages are scathing. (laughs) What have we got? People are not happy. Hey, Nadia is saying the worst. Maybe he can get a free tasting of the sausage while he's there. Crumb. (laughs) Mike, Matt's living up to the name of Crumb. David, you flew too close to the sun. No freebie. Ash, I accidentally pressed no instead of yes, you should play pay for the replacement. <laughs> Even if it's a charity sausage, it's your fault you dropped it. <laughs> hey, fine. I just thought I had a stake to claim. Well, look, there was no stake there, but we're going to move on with our lives into some other very important issues and, in fact, actually important issues, and that is a big situation that is happening on the border of Russia and Ukraine. I'm seeing news of embassies being evacuated. I'm seeing Vladimir Putin drop some very scary words into speeches. But, Matt, we don't really know what's going on. No idea. So we thought we'd call in someone that does. We're going to be touching on that. Also, Bron's going to be joining us for our first time back since she uh, took the day off uh, on Monday with 20 words that she reckons we, as men, don't know. So we'll see whether you know them uh, coming up shortly. This is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Let's jump in. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, every single day for the past week or so, I've woken up to headlines regarding a seemingly imminent war breaking out between two countries in Europe, Russia, planning to invade Ukraine, I believe. And I say I believe because I don't actually know what's going on. It's one of those things. International relations is a a tricky subject, something It's very difficult to sink your teeth into the history behind these conflicts. What's actually going on at the moment? What the EU are up to? What the UN are up to? What Australia's saying in the whole thing? Why an embassy's being evacuated? And so um, we thought to better understand it, it would be great to get a uh, very intelligent person on the line to, uh, you know, conveniently describe for people like ourselves, and potentially you listening, what indeed is happening when we see these headlines but are unable to get a foothold into the full gambit as to what's going on. So we're very kind to get uh, reporter for The Guardian, Matilda Bosley, on the line. G'day, Matilda. Hello. Now, Matilda, Russia, Ukraine. Matt's waving the white flag. He has surrendered at understanding this issue, Matilda. What's going on? Yeah, it is a bit of a weird one where half, the time people are saying that we're like on the verge of world war and then half of the other people just haven't heard of it at all. It's, it's I mean, I think mostly because it's going on in the snow, it's hard to keep track of, but it's pretty serious. Okay. What's actually happening? Like Russia is what? Arming forces on the edge of Ukraine and why? Yeah. So I'll set the scene. Basically, uh, Russia has sent 
Um, I was about to do the maths on this. It's about 114 battalions. There's 800 people each. I'm not sure what that is. About 80,000. A lot of troops to the border around Ukraine. But it's one of those things where, unfortunately, I'm going to say, to explain it, we have to go back to um, 1943. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) One of these little ones, hey? One of those, uh, you know, an elephant never forgets kind of vibe. (laughs) I swear, I promise you, I will not say a 1943 for long. Um, But remember the Soviet Union. Uh, You guys are, you know, old. I'm sure you guys remember it. Um, So Soviet Union's happened. Obviously, Europe isn't that jazzed about that whole situation. So they create the North Atlantic Trade Organization or NATO. Um, And, you know, we hear about NATO all the time. It's basically like a club of armies where they promise that if one person attacks one of the NATO countries, all of the other countries will come and defend them. Uh. And kind of the last, well, not the last country to join. There's plenty of countries that haven't joined, but the one that Russia is really focused on not joining NATO is Ukraine. And that's for a couple of reasons. And one is Ukraine had warm water ports, which is really important for Russia because they have a bunch of ports that you you know, it's very hard to use in the wintertime because they're ice. Uh, it has a oh. lot of agricultural land. It's where a lot of the land was grown in the USSR. And Ooh. there's also a really important divide within Ukraine, which there's Ukrainian speakers who really like Europe and Russian speakers who generally like Russia. So Russia's like, as long as we can keep Ukraine, we're all good. Ukraine, majority Ukrainian-speaking pro-Europeans are like, oh, we want to join NATO. And Russia's like, I beg your pardon? (laughs) Some of you speak Russian. We've got to keep you in our little, uh, little tent. Well, exactly. And so they started making moves towards Europe in 2014 and that's kind of what prompted this big reaction from Russia, from Putin specifically, Vladimir Putin, the president, where Russia is really trying to assert their power in the region and there's a lot of questions about whether Russia actually has enough military there to do a full-scale invasion of Ukraine, but there's definitely areas of Ukraine that are for the picking as well. Not, I mean, you know, from the people in those areas as well, quite pro-Russia, but in general, Ukraine isn't jazzed about it. So that's kind of what's happening. When you say people are like, oh, world war's about to happen, is that a possibility? If they do this, then does NATO have to hold good on its promise and then they will try to fight Russia to stop them from doing it? Yeah, so that is the big question. Like, if Russia does invade, and it's still very much an if, like it's not a total guarantee, but if Russia does invade, it's then a decision about how much the NATO powers want to fight back. And US is part of NATO, and they've been reasonably strong, saying, like, no, if Russian troops invade Ukraine, that counts as an invasion. That counts as properly we're going to be helping Ukraine, we're going to be, uh, they haven't gone quite as far as to say, you know, fighting back, but that's the general vibe. But there's a question about how far they're going to go because Russia supplies one third of all the natural gas that goes to Europe. So if they piss Putin off, he can just turn off the tap and uh, to a certain degree plunge Europe into an energy crisis. Oh, why is the world so complicated? I mean, can't we all just get along? Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, it's, look, it's, the world war question is a question of if there is an invasion, how far are the Western powers willing to go to defend Ukraine? And I think that's a question that they are asking themselves at the moment as well as everyone else asking them. Well, we wish, I mean, we wish Europe the best. Screw this. I'm going to build my bunker. I'm out. (laughs)
All right, well, thank you very much for that one, Matilda. And if you want to follow more of Matilda's work, not only does Matilda uh, run The Guardian, Australia's TikTok, but you've got your own there, uh, at Matty Unofficial as well, Matilda. So thank you very much for uh, helping a couple of lay people like ourselves wrap our feeble little minds about uh, international intrigue. Thank you so much. Glad to be of service. Smell toast. Well, it's been a bit of a Russian heavy week, Matt O'Kine. Uh, moving from uh, the serious Russian issues to the slightly less so. You mentioned yesterday a security guard in Russia got bored in an art gallery and drew some eyes on a million-dollar painting. (laughs) (laughs) Ruining that with a little bit of graffiti. And so we did ask you, when have you been a bit bored at work? And uh, plenty of people, funnily enough, plenty of people have found themselves bored at work. Yeah, Josh says, I learned how to juggle. (laughs) That's pretty good. Depending on, I wonder where he worked. Maybe King of Knives. Uh, At Mel Bishop said, basically planned my whole wedding at work. Good use of time. Caitlin was bored at work, so read a PDF version of Dune. Oh, my gosh. Dune, the novel. I I read the first page of it and I was like, whoa, this is dense. I'm going to have to leave this for another time because... (laughs) That's like when I I bought War and Peace and I was like, I'm going to read something smart and then I read the first sentence and was like... Uh, no, I'm not. Hell, while working as a chef, trading stocks at work. Stay away from the crypto, to tell you what. Kate said, I used to paint my toenails at work because I sit at my desk long enough for them to dry. It's hard to explain to the boss, isn't it? Just got the uh, toes up and out, the old hairy toes. Uh, Georgia, Georgia mate, uh, says, I started a whole Instagram dedicated to the portaloos I see on site. <laughs> Um, please follow at, at shit.sites.shitters. <laughs> Do you know what? The worst thing is now I can't not at least yeah. have a look at it. I reckon you're going to get that Matt and Alex bump there, Georgia. So good work. Thanks very much for the message. And speaking of not so much bored at work, but what have you graffitied? A secondary talk back off this one. Caitlin has given us a call. G'day, Caitlin. <laughs> Hello. How are you going? Not too bad. Now, this Russian gentleman... Um, made a bit of an oopsie on a very expensive painting. Oh, no, sorry. Sorry, you don't want to look at this site. Because <laughs> Georgia takes photos from of the inside of them as well. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, no, why would you do that? All right, abort, abort following the account. Sorry, Caitlin. Um, That's right. Tell us about what happened to your sister. Oh, man, it's betrayal. Um Family betrayal, actually. So, betrayed by my own flesh and blood, my sister. So, you know, when you're young, you're constantly bickering with your younger sibling. Mm -hmm. And my sister had pretty much had a gut full of my BS. And she decided revenge was fitting. So, what she did was she got a coin and a rock and went to the back of my grandparents' house where the pool table was sitting. And she carved my name into the pool side of the pool table. And then... Drags oh. the rock around the outside of the entire pool table, kind of split oh. by the betrayal. On the felt? No, like on the wood. Like oh, the on the wood carving. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And and then so what? She framed you? Yes. 
100% framed. My punishment was silent treatment from my grandfather for years. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and what, did you say it wasn't me? And he was like, yeah, well, yeah. why is your name here? Yeah, no one believed me. And <gasps> um, in the recent years, my sister, like, came out to everyone and said, oh, I did it actually, ha-ha, <laughs> so funny. I'm like, are you kidding? Wow. <laughs> You still wouldn't be able to laugh about that, I would say, oh, <laughs> Caitlin. God. That is really rough because oh. if there's one thing in a house mm. that yeah. people don't want damaged, it's a pool yeah. table. Man, <laughs> they're so <laughs> precious about those things. Oh, it's amazing. Thank you very much, Caitlin. Oh, you're welcome. All right. Well, do not do graffiti things, I think, is the moral of the story. But do message in if you've got a story from anything we chat about here on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, after a uh, little weekend off in which uh, we didn't force her to come in and do Clickfish, our producer, Bron, is back in the room. It's lovely to see you again, Bron. Hey, nice to see you guys. How was the hens party? Yeah. Come on. It was good. It was very good. Very relaxing. We went to the hot springs. We did a bit of a winery crawl, went to the beach. It was very nice. No, no, what? no, no, Bron. You, we, you, last <laughs> week we were talking about environmentally friendly penis straws. So how how debaucherous did the hens get clucking? We literally just <laughs> fell asleep so early. You didn't need a day off at all. <laughs> you you could have come in feeling fitter and faster than ever. I need a break. Bron, you've, you've brought something to the table today. What have you brought us? So I found an article that said there's 20 words that women know that men don't. Oh, rubbish. And I thought, oh, let's just see oh, gee. if we... No, let me guess what the words are. Sorry. <laughs> Excuse oh, me. Um, <laughs> sure, I'll clean that up. I was going to be scented candle. I just wouldn't think to buy one. Uh, candles don't even exist <laughs> in my head. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't even, I never, like something like the body shop... That's a blank hole in the wall for me. <laughs> yeah, it's like the room of requirement in Harry Potter, which Matt hasn't read. But. Go on, Bron. Can you test us on these words so that we'll see what, what they, you know. Where have they come from? Them? Is it a scientific study? Yeah, there was a study done um, from Ghent University which tested the number of words people knew in general. So it's not just a bunch of sexist assumptions. It's just based off this survey where people who identified as men and people who identified as women, they took the survey of how many words they knew and this is the words... Most recognised by women. Now, I thought I was going to nail this because I am a woman, but I only knew seven out of the 20 words. Wow. So I think I just have bad vocab. <laughs> All right, Brian, you better hit us. I was more embarrassed. You better hit us. So wait, you're going to tell us the words and we're going to tell you what we think they mean? Yes. Well, okay, one I one. learned recently was doula. Oh, that's on the list. Hey, yeah, yeah. I, I do. I know. One. I know what a doula is, but only because a friend is having a baby recently. It's like a midwife, but for moral support or something, isn't it? Like a home, like a home version of it or something. Yeah, like they a, support an unofficial one during the during pregnancy. Yeah. All right. Well, go on then, Bron. What else have you got on the list? On so, the list? peplum is the first one. You knew peplum. I knew peplum. These. I'm just going what ones the, I knew. What the hell is peplum? Bro, I'm going to tell you straight up. <laughs> I am 36 years old and I still get the words dress and skirt mixed up. <laughs> <Wow>. Me too. <laughs> All the time. I, I cannot wrap my head around it. It's embarrassing. Peplum. Bron, what's a peplum? So, Matt, pe you don't know peplum? I don't know peplum. No, I don't know what a peplum is. It's a kind of top that's like tight at the top and then it goes out at the waist. Yeah, but okay, uh. do you know what? This is one of these lists that just has all these... 
ridiculously specific no, that's- <laughs> women's clothing things. Like I didn't know what a cami was either. What's a cami? Oh, don't you? Yeah, what's, exactly. What's a, what's a cami? <laughs> it's just a singlet. All right, well, we're zero from one, Bron. What else What else do you reckon we don't know? What about taffeta? A taffeta? Taffeta. You knew this one? I knew this one too. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> uh, it sounds like, it's, is it like a doily, something you put under a teapot or something? Is it like a catheter? <laughs> no. Just tell us. I, I, okay, if it's about clothing, I don't get, I still don't know what a dress and a skirt is. <laughs> Got to learn okay. that before we get on to the new ones. What a um, what, okay, is. what's a daffeta? Taffeta. Taffeta. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just a type of fabric, so it's like a luxurious silk, or like, but a, with a crisper texture. Okay, sure. So if you said to Matt, "I got a new taffeta skirt," he would have zero idea <laughs> of what you had. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, next one then, Bron. What about ruche? Oh, this is this is unfair. <laughs> Roosh. What the hell is Roosh? If they pull this shit on Wordle, I'm done. All right. How would pulled. we know what Roosh you know, it's is? Got five letters it could be in can Wordle. You, well, let's do like a spelling bee. Bron, can you please use it in a sentence? Like, oh, I love your Rooshing. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, did you say anything just then? I don't understand. Um, what do we got? What is it? It's just um, when you have like a top or a dress oh. where it's like kind of gathers in the waist. It's very flattering sometimes. Good gathering of fabric in the waist. Good ruching. Yeah. Or it can be on the side, just like a gathering of the fabric. Oh, when they sort of bunch up like the, the skirt sort of at the, at the side hip there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That would be some ruching. All right. Um, okay. Well, we've got one. Go I don't want to go through any more because these, you're not going to get I wanted, them. I, I want to get one. Just list all of them now, quickly. Sateen. Satin. Sateen. It's basically a fan, it's not, maybe a less fancy satin. It's right. a different right. kind of satin. A bando top? No, no. Look, if this <laughs> is all fabric, I don't want to hear, if this is all clothes and fashion, I'm done. I'm out of it's here. like someone talking to us about rocket science and all using the yeah. terms of that industry <laughs> and us having no idea. I'm sorry. Here's what I didn't know, but maybe you guys will. A freesia. Like a Frisian horse? Freesia. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. I didn't know. that. It's a flower. No. Nah. What about the boys' ones? What what boys' words were in there that we'd oh, know I, and you, you won't know, know? All 20 did not know any of the boys' words. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Uh, I'm going to struggle with pronunciation. Howitzer? Howitzer. Yeah. Uh, that is a type of gun. You could say anything and I would agree that that's, I don't know. Me and my Maria are going to leave this right now, okay? Thank you very much. Maria? Oh, you don't know Maria? You know guys the, don't know Maria? I know the minds of Moria. Well, if, as if you wouldn't know that Maria are the dark areas on the moon, actually lava plains, once believed to be seas. <laughs> can't believe you guys don't know that. <laughs> I, d- I literally just looked up rocket science glossary. <laughs> um, I thought you were looking up moon real estate again. You've got beautiful views of the Maria. What else, Bron, for the boys' side? Check some. I don't know any of these things at all. I wrote a book. I have a book to my name. I think we just all have bad Give it. Give up. us the list of the boys. Hand over the list of the boys' ones. Femp to second. Nah, milliamp. That's got to be an electrician thing. Aileron. Oh, I know what aileron is. What's that? 
I'm not even joking. It was on the the rocket and space technology site. Ah. Um, it's a hinged surface on the wing of, of an aircraft or spacecraft used to adjust the craft's angle of flight. You oh. did not know that off the top of your head. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to use it as an exa- as a joke before when I was looking up the rocket science thing. It's on the rocket science page. Okay, Bron, I know three of the other ones. Oh, I know, I know four of the other ones. What do you in the boys one. I'll give you I'll give you the ones that I that I know here Bron. Okay. If you uh, identify as female, um play along to this. What is katana? A katana. Like, I know what that is. <laughs> I don't know. Don't know what a katana is. No idea. Yeah. Oh, you're such a girl. <laughs> it's a type of sword. Ironically, Katana is a female character in Mortal Kombat. (laughs) There you go. And what about Bron Strafe? Nah. Sounds like a sex position. (laughs) Is it like Struth? Strafe sex. Yeah. (laughs) Well, one one definition of it is if you're playing a first-person shooter game and you run sideways, back like directly left and right, you run oh, sideways. Oh, yeah, of course, I know that. You strafe sideways and back and forth. Yeah. Like if you're playing yeah, GoldenEye 007. You have to hold alt and press across on Doom 2. <laughs> you guys know way too much about weapons. <laughs> oh, literally all of, yeah, yeah. all of the boys' ones are weapons and video games and all of the girls' ones are clothes. We've got to get rid of these gender norms. We've really got to sort this stuff out. Look, Bron, thank you very much for testing our noggins, uh, which is our heads. We appreciate <laughs> 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 uh, look forward to uh, seeing you again tomorrow, shall we? Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. This is All Day Breakfast. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. Listener.